Bills fans, you know what it is. A federal report. And this is the motherfucking podcast. What the fuck? What's up, this Deuce Means, welcome to Observing Report, and this is the motherfucking podcast. How's everybody doing on this lovely Thursday evening? I hope everybody's been enjoying the playoffs. Damn, I don't think, um, I don't think the Trailblazers are going to pull this out, guys. It's a wrap. I might be wrong, but I don't think they're going to pull this out, guys. Um, that's the game I was watching tonight, uh, I know, um. I know Toronto and them, Toronto and I think uh, the Bucks play on Saturday. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that one too. I got uh, I got Toronto in there. So anyway, so welcome to the show. I missed you guys. I know it's been a while since I uh, since I gave you guys the first episode. Um, shout out to the homie Noc. Uh, we've been talking about how, the new directions of the show. And you just like go ahead and bust it open on them one time. So that's what I'm doing. Miss you guys. Wanted to see what was up. A lot of things have changed in my life. A lot of things have happened. I wanted to talk to you guys, see where your head was at, let y'all know where my head is at. As always, you can always hit me at Fat James Bond on Instagram. Deuce means D U C E M E A N S 27 at gmail.com. As well as, um, shit, uh, I don't have a uh, damn. I need that phone number. Shout out to the homie, uh, Muse Good. That nigga got a hotline. I forgot the phone number. Um, I'll shout. I'll let you know what's up with him in a minute. But yeah, hit my two hit my two areas to hit me: uh, Instagram, Gmail. You know, Fat James Bond, Deuce Means Twenty Seven, Gmail dot com, and you know I get at you um, as soon as I can. Uh, want to give a shout out and uh, you know want to want to uh, salute a couple of products and a couple of entities I'm fucking with right now. First of all, I really am fucking with uh, Grindface. If you don't know what Grindface is, it's a meme uh, page on Instagram. Look him up. He's got Grindface and Grindface Cuff Season. Uh, shit is funny as hell. Trust me, you're going to love it. As well as my nigga Al Jeezy Man. That's A-L-G-E-E-Z-Y underscore man. Now, if you want to see that raw band for TV shit, that shit that might make you throw up a little bit or kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of uh, drop a drop a pebble deuce in your, in your pants, you know, he got that shit, too. I watch them. I enjoy them. And, you know, as much as I like to watch shit that uh, a bloke, a broke, uh, a woke black man, well, a broke woke black man watch, uh, sometimes you got to get your mind out of all that serious shit. Just watch some crazy shit, some funny shit, just to ease the, you know, just to ease them tensions up, my boy. So, you know, shout them out. And also, I want to shout out this product I've been using called Nior. Nior. N-I-O-R Classic. New York Classic. Like, you know, that video game from Rockstar, which is hella dope. It's like Grand Theft Auto in 1942. See, Anyway, I don't know why I'm trying to be a comedian right now. I don't know. I've been watching a bunch of comedians on Netflix, so it's kind of running into the podcast. But I'll try to keep it down. But, yeah, New York Classic is uh, it's actual it's hair, hair, hair treatment and hair care product for black men. Um... I found out about it about a year ago because I wanted to grow my beard. But if anybody know me, I have a wild neck beard. And so pretty much they just been uh, taking care of a brother. I ordered uh, the products about a couple of weeks ago and my beard uh, starting to grow in. It's starting to look a little sexy. 
Now, I'm not trying to get a full bushel, bushel beard, but I'm trying to, you know, get get a grown man beard. Get something, you know, manageable, sexy, you know, dark and clean and uh, crisp. And that's exactly what their products do. I'm do, using their promenade. Uh, has my hair, has my chin hair feeling soft. My beard, my neck beard is soft and it uh, looks good and it's shiny. It looks healthy and full, and I use it on my dreadlocks too, and it's it's got them popping as well. So if you get a chance, check them out on Instagram, New York Classic. They're on Facebook. Um, they got all kind of tonics. They got solutions. They got stuff to help you grow your hair, keep your hair treated, looking real nice, and the ladies love it. So fuck with them. Uh, also, shout out to the homie uh, Bohemian Fist. He has a podcast. He's a fellow podcaster on Anchor. Uh, it's called Muse Goods. It's the low tech, low energy podcast. Uh, he's a funny dude. He's very sarcastic. I've known him since the days of us working at a Ticketmaster when we was wild as fuck. And that shit was like, if, uh, if anybody know about Ticketmaster in LA in the mid to late nineties, everybody know that shit was like Spring Break, Black Spring Break, Freak Neek, and like. A strip club and a gangbanger neighborhood all mixed in at the same time. That shit was fun. And you got paid for it. So anyway, that's the homie from there. He has a dope-ass podcast. Please fuck with him. It's called Muse Goods. He's on Instagram. He's on uh, he's on all the platforms. He's also got a YouTube channel. So please, go fuck with my boy. Um, now, today's episode is called... Let me tell you where you're wrong at. Now, I got this idea from this episode because... I was listening to Sugar Free one day, smoking a blunt, and I was just thinking about all the stupid shit I did, and all the ways I be thinking about stuff, and how I look at uh, issues, and he said that part, let me tell you where you're wrong at, and I got to thinking, that's a good idea for a, uh, for a podcast episode, and if you know me, I think backwards, so I thought about the name of the episode, then I thought about what the fuck would I talk about, so let me tell you where you're wrong at, I pretty much said the episode, pretty much admitting where we fuck up not just you but me pretty much I was talking about me when I said it and um in the last couple of weeks like I said I had some crazy ass events happen to me uh some 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 serious shit nothing nothing too scary where I was gonna die but shit that woke me up and it made me come to a realization that the way I was thinking about a lot of things was totally wrong and when I figured that shit out it was easier to accept the solutions that was being given to me. Case in point, if anybody know me, they know I'm a big guy who's pretty active. And I'm not just talking about sex or fighting, whatever, but I'm active. I dance, uh, play sports with the homies, uh, I ride bikes, I go swimming, I play with my kids, we wrestle for hours, I go to work on, stand on my feet for long hours. Um, you know, I'm not a lazy dude. I'm big, I eat. But I'm not a lazy dude. So I never thought that diabetes, heart condition, and all that stuff would catch up to me. Not right now. Not at 41. I didn't think that. Maybe 50 if I fuck it off and all that shit. But, you know, not right now. And then when I found out I got high blood pressure about two years ago, I've been taking medicine. But even then, I was like, that shit. You know, just high blood pressure. Black people got high blood pressure. We've been slaves and fucked up all our life. And they forced us to eat soul food because it's the poorest uh, it's the poorest food. And we live in the poorest neighborhoods and that's all we could afford. So that's another story. But nevertheless, I just thought, you know, since it's, headed, since it's hereditary and it's in our system, I just thought, well, fuck it. I'll take the medicine. 
change my change my diet up a little bit and it'll work. Well, I didn't change my diet up at all. I didn't exercise or anything. So my high blood pressure got out of control. Got out of control to the point where brother almost had a stroke. Uh, my local doctor who I went to kind of rushed me to the emergency room. and was like, Mr. Means, you need to take your ass to the emergency room. And when I went, they read my levels and they said, man, I'm glad you did come in tonight because you was on stroke level status. And it kind of scared me because this is the first time in my life where I've had to deal with gunshots, drive-bys, stabbings, baseball bats, being jumped, all kind of crazy shit, you know, being a black man, it's, it's adventurous, but when they started talking about having a stroke, some shit that I didn't, well, I caused on my own, but wasn't street related or motherfucking anything like that, it, it kind of set me back a lot, that's kind of, it did, it fucked me up, because I was like, man, the fuck i could have had a stroke messed myself up or even worse died and all i would have been thinking about is doing whatever the hell i was doing thinking that i could just shortcut my health and so as the doctors explaining to me what what happened with my body how, what's going on and what's the next steps i'm just thinking like damn i could man the way I've been thinking about my health, been looking at my health, has been totally stupid. Because I always thought, well, as long as a brother does the minimum and I'm not just going overhand with it, then I, you know, I can kind of beat the clock out and just die a fat guy of old age. Well, come to find out and doing research and talk to the doctor, that shit rarely happens. Matter of fact, your, your being overweight ends up leading to your death most likely. And it shortens your lifespan. And then he was telling me other things as far as, like, at 41, even though at my age, if I keep going down this path and being reckless with it and not trying to change it, that instead of at 51, I start seeing these effects like heart disease and diabetes. You'll see them at 45, 44, hell, 43, hell, 42. Said it doesn't have a, you know, it's not a, a set stage like, oh, level one, level two. That shit could just go bad right then and there just because you don't take care of your body. So, it really messed me up. And the other thing that messed me up, and this is kind of funny, he said, it'll fuck with your erections. Now, that really caught me, because, you know, side note, and if it offends some of my lady listeners, sorry, but you know, you know what Observing Report is about. We talk that real shit. So, when they said that, oh, fuck the nigga up. That's all I thought about. I said, look, the big man handles his business. Thank God I've had no complaints, and the women I love in my life have uh, always been well satisfied from what they tell me. So to hear that, I was like, man, I'm going to go look for Planet Fitness right now, right after I get out the emergency room. That's how shook I was. <laughs> oh, man. So in case in point, I was wrong as hell about my, my, my lifestyle as far as my weight, as far as me controlling it. And I had to come to a realization that, hey, it's time to get on the ball, buddy. You know, because in the words of my nigga Kevin Gates, I don't want to be a fat rapper no more. And if you saw that meme where he said that shit, oh, that shit was funny as hell. I felt him so much. Because it's not about me being fat. I've always, I've never missed out on having fun, a good time. I've always had people that loved me and supported me. I love myself. You know, 
you know, I feel sometimes I get down being a big guy, but never had, the, never have I had self-esteem issues. Never have I ever felt like, you know, people were better than me because of my weight. But for the first time in my life, I have felt like, hey, I won't live forever and I could die behind this shit. So I really need to change my outlook on that. Now, I, now since then, I've been working out, trying to change my diet. And even though it's a struggle, I say a, a nigga making progress and I do like it. So, you know, when you figure out where you've been wrong at and how you fuck up, it takes a minute for you to understand that, hey, you got to tighten your shit up. Because, let's just face it, nobody wants to admit they're a fuck up to themselves. Everybody wants to be like, hey, I do the best I can, I be putting it down, I, I make the best decisions. And even when you know you fucked up, you still try to rationalize that, hey, I did this because this, this, and that, and this, this, and that. When in reality, if you recognize where you was wrong at, you can quickly rectify the situation. And you can either get back to what you was doing or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because I've noticed in my 41 years of being on this planet Earth, although I am a stand-up nigga, I, I handle all the street rules, I handle all my family my family business, I'm a, I try to be a best of a black man, um, a father, uh, or whatever I am to whoever I am. I try to be the best at that. And I try to be the best version of that. Not only for them, but for myself. So I can go to bed at night and, you know, live, live my best life. But, as I've noticed lately, I have been dropping the ball on shit. A lot of shit. And not to the point where everything's going to go bad and down the drain. But, you know, to the point where I could lose some friendships over some stupid shit. And to the point where I could miss out on opportunities because... I didn't admit I was wrong. Um, I'm not going to get into detail about all that. Just know that when you fuck up, no matter if how good your intentions was or how much you tried to finesse the situation for it to go your way, when you're wrong, you're wrong. Um, the one part I can talk about is my daughter. Honestly, being a parent, being a black parent, growing up, being a single dad, I really didn't have any instructions on how to be a father. I just did the best I could and prayed to God that I, I that I got it right. Now, with all that being said, I was the people that did raise me did the best they could to install certain guidelines in me. And being from the South and being a black parent from the 80s, I don't fuck around. I whoop ass and take names. My daughter, who I love, we don't have the best relationship because I have been such a hard parent. I've never abused my daughter, but I'm a southern I'm a southern dad, and I'm black, so you should know how that shit go. And uh, because of that, me and her hasn't had the best relationship as far as communication and seeing eye to eye on shit. Now at first I was just blaming her. Oh, she's just a badass kid. She ain't listening. She's being disrespectful and all this and da 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 da. But I never ever took responsibility for what the fuck I did. Honestly, I could have looked at the situation we was in and what was going on, and I could have came at her a little better or at least tried something different. Now, some things I wasn't going to give up on. When you need that ass whooping, you're getting that ass whooping. But I could have I led up to that with a lot of new millennial parent handling skills before I got down to that. Like I said, it's not just me whooping ass and taking names, but... I don't I don't spare that rod. 
and, and no matter if it's physically or mentally, uh, like 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 punishments and and, and and discipline of that nature. I never saw the fact that my daughter was going through something very deep, like losing her mom and losing people that she loved, and us being in predicaments, you know, not having the best financial situation, and coming from before that, you know, you know, living okay. So all them factors kind of fucked her up, and I didn't recognize that, and I was just going off my own emotion and trying to be a parent. And I was wrong. Because I was wrong, I wasted a couple of years that me and Kaima can't get back. Now, I thank God I recognized where I was wrong at, and me and my daughter has had a talk, have had talks, and we have patched up things and we're on a better road and shit like that. But me being fucked up and me being wrong about the situation, if I wouldn't have changed how, if I wouldn't have looked at the situation the middle where I was wrong, it could have went totally back, it could have went totally sideways. And me and her still couldn't, wouldn't be talking to each other. Or it could be worse. So I say all that to say that no matter what, when you fuck up, just admit you did it. See if you can fix the situation. And if you can fix it, fix it. And don't and don't be in your feelings trying to figure out trying to trying to soften the blow or trying to trying to make you come out the victim. If you fucked up, you fucked up. Um, no matter if it's with my girlfriend, my brothers, uh, my homeboys, even with my children now. If I fuck up, and I look back at it and I really fucked up, I make no hesitation to admit I messed up and it was my fault and I apologize and I try to figure out what can I do to make it right. And I notice since I've done that, they respect me a lot more when I say things or when I am wrong and, and, and they give me the benefit of the doubt because they know, especially my girl and my kids, they know that I got a lot of stuff on my plate and I try to handle everything and sometimes... You know, I make mistakes. But it's hard to forgive somebody that makes mistakes and fuck up when they constantly do it. They don't try to change their behavior and they're constantly blaming you for their fuck ups. So to avoid all that, I had to change how I get down. And I'm glad I did because we all have better relationships. Now, as far as our race, black people, us as a whole, we really got to stop this, this bullshit. We got to admit where we was wrong. Like, honestly... We gotta admit that we was wrong for motherfucking jumping on Jesse Smollett's case, like he was like, like, uh, like he was the most fucked up person in the world. He fucked up. He did some stupid shit. Whatever need to happen to him, need to happen to him. And then that's it. Cuss him out and let it go. We gotta admit that we're wrong. Matter of fact, we're wrong with that canceling culture. That shit is for the birds. We need to stop that. As a Laker fan, I want to say I was wrong as hell. About this LeBron James thing. My man, he's kind of fucking up the Lakers. And I'm kind of getting tired of it. So, what are we going to do? I don't want to talk about the Lakers right now. I'm kind of mad, but we were all definitely wrong about LeBron coming and saving the day. It's a bunch of other things that I was wrong about. But I want to hear from you guys. So, please, hit me at deucemeans27 at gmail.com. Also, Hit me at Fat James Bond. You can DM me. You can hit me on my post. Live message me. I don't care. Just hit a brother. Let me know. Where let me know where you fucked up at. Let me know where you admitted where you was wrong, um, and how you rectified the situation, 
or if you could rectify the situation or whatever. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what you went through. Uh, that's about my time right now. I want to give a shout-out to the crew, NOC, Money Making Myra Kerr. I want to give a shout-out to Jay. I want to give a shout-out to Fee. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Bohemian Fist. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Thick Fluffy. And, you know, this is what we're doing. This is Observing Report. It's the motherfucking podcast. Oh, special shout-out to the homie Squad Life. Uh, I was on his uh, video shoot. Check out Luke Newcomb, underscore Luke Newcomb. You can look on my page. He's one of my, my peoples. He follows me. I follow him. So please, go follow my man. He got some good quality music out. Fuck with him. The homie Dizzle got a show tomorrow downtown. Go look under his thing, under Who is Dizzle, um, at uh, Instagram. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Pretty much, it's my time. Uh, y'all have a good one. This has been Observer Report. I'm on. And I'm out.